Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quick questions today. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll be friends with all your variants? Oh, good question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh, I think that annoy me. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'd be friends with my variants. We'll probably all be... I'm, got, I'm thinking of ones who are similar to me. I'm not the evil ones, clearly, but... It's because you're, like, chill and laid back, so you'd be like, mm. oh, we'll just have a nice chat. Yeah, and, what, like, one variant, he wears a hat. That's his variant, you know, but we're still pretty much the same guy. Are your ones that are going to, like, team up against each other and try and find who's the best or something? I mean, maybe. Or Am just... I like that, though? No, maybe just, to, like, you'd want to make sure you give a good impression to yourself mm. repeatedly, Yeah. Hello there, this is I Only Like You and Movies and Marvel TV shows, apparently. My name is Lonnie, I'm here with Sine. We are hello. again, oh hello, so I can give you a chance oh, to talk. Hi. <laughs> so we're recording again via Zoom, um, so hopefully it sounds okay. How are things up there in the International Space Station this week, Sine? Uh, they're doing okay. That's good. So... Are you up there by yourself or do you have variants? Do you come down and see other variants at all or is it mainly just you up there hanging out? Um, it's mainly just me, but, okay. like, I'd welcome the company if I had other variants. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, that'd be cool. We'd just hang out together, you know. As long as not evil ones, you know. So No. Hmm. Okay, we're talking about variants because we watched Loki fairly recently. Um, it's a Marvel TV show based on the character of Loki, everyone's favourite, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. I've got a feeling Sayers questions. And so I've, I've done some research and hopefully I can answer them all or at least give you some some guidance, Sine. Yeah. That's pretty much how these Marvel ones work out, I don't think. You just pepper me with questions and that's okay. I have lots of questions, but my main one is what happened? Hey, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> so everyone knows Loki. He's been one of the main villains of the Marvel Universe um he died though but now he's back because people liked him so much it's one of these um marvel tv shows they branched out recently although everyone talks about these marvel shows that like new disney plus and whatever that's true we had a whole bunch of marvel tv shows before these guys but now these ones are good i guess is that the difference no like, no no that all yeah. happened in a vacuum and we never mentioned them ever again okay all right what about daredevil that was good yeah first season of jessica jones incredible yeah okay. first season <laughs> Only. First and only. So, yes, but these ones do have the more the official stamp because they have the actual stars from Marvel movies. Tom Hiddleston. You've had some things to say about Tom Hiddleston in the past, Sine. What are you? You're not mm, you're a bit I just, thinking he doesn't have much range? Is that the idea? Or? No, I've never said that. He has been very open about not wanting to play Loki forever <laughs> in interviews and stuff. Yeah. And seemed really disenfranchised with the whole thing. And then it's just weird to see him pop back up and yeah. lead a TV show. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, fair enough. And 
do you think you like sort of you quit Marvel or finished his Marvel run, looked around, couldn't find anything else. It's like, hey, Marvel, what are you guys up to? Well, look, he'd get paid a crap load of money yeah. to do this. Yeah, we watched WandaVision, liked it for the most part, didn't we, Snow? Yeah. Uh, I watched Falcon Winter Soldier. It's fine. Don't bother, though, probably, if you got that interested in this universe. But Loki, I think, I think it's the best one so far. If we have to compare them, I, I liked it a lot. I watched it week to week, though, and I don't think that was the ideal way to watch it. Sinead, you watched it sort of binging. How yeah. do you think? Was it good in that sense? Um, I, I, why do you think it was not ideal splitting them up? Well, I just think that some of the, the twists and turns and stuff I think would have maybe appreciated if it was watching like two or three at a time rather than watching one mm. one week and then sort of half forgetting it and then waiting to watch it the next week. Uh, and that's just my opinion. I'm not really sure if it makes any sense, but I'm just like, mm. maybe this would have been better if I'd binged it all you know, in an afternoon or a weekend rather than maybe. over six weeks. But I never know. So. I mean, it didn't make sense to me binging it, so, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what's your understanding of the show Loki? If someone hasn't seen oh, it, what would you say it's all about? God. Um, so it's set just after the first Avengers, which was... Also, we're going to have huge spoilers for the whole MCU, so if you don't want to hear them, don't listen. Yeah. So set in the past in the Avengers original movie, but the one where they went back in time and changed stuff mm-hmm. and he had the Tesseract. Mm-hmm. And then apparently him having the Tesseract violated some sort of time law convention thing. Mm. So he gets arrested by these like time police and taken to this place. And then it turns out that there's this guy who's in charge of time. Skipping right to the end, yes, that's that's it, basically. Well, I, that's the best I can do because, like, mm. I'm so confused. Okay. Fair enough. Loki's there, Tom Hiddleston. I'm going to say my first thing today just so because it kind of informs everything else. Okay. I quite like the show. I like the Timey Wimey stuff. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um. It's setting up lots of interesting ideas for the next round of Marvel movies. So mm-hmm. that's cool, I guess. Like, at least they all sort of interacting in, you know, the whole universe. I kind of feel like they fundamentally changed Loki as a character. And I'm not sure I like that. Interesting. Was it the humour? Well, yes. But Loki before this, in other, other films, he's a bastard. He's the main villain of the first one, the first Avengers, mm-hmm. as he said. He kills people for fun. He wants to take over the world. He's like, he goes to Germany and there's all these allegories for him and Hitler and, and so on. And in this one, he is kind of like just a, a fun time lord almost. Like he's a cute boy. He wants to do best. He falls in love. Like I'm all for character development and I love, you know, taking a bad guy and making him good and vice versa. That, that's all That's all great. I'm not saying that's bad, but it kind of feels to me like this is almost the, Tumblr version of Loki that everyone's liked. All the yep. people have written fan fiction about Loki actually secretly has all these feelings. And he does, like I understand he does. He's a bit more complex than the average villain, but I, I'm just not sure I've, I was keen on like when I thought of a Loki show, I'm like, okay, so we've got a villain as the the hero in this scenario. Mm. Kind of evil stuff. We're gonna be there. It's gonna be like not like a breaking bad, but like one of those dramas about a bad guy. Mm-hmm. No, he's just a good guy, basically, by the end of it, even though he's 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 the one who's the voice of reason at the end, trying to save the universe. Yeah. Like, is it Loki? <laughs> really? All right. I have thoughts on this. Okay. So the humour thing to me 
worked okay. in this okay. because Loki was always sort of snarky and a bit, a bit sort of quick-witted, right? So that sort of Thor Ragnarok-esque humour I think actually worked in this because I think Loki was a more suitable character to be talking like that mm. than Thor was, for example. Yep, sure. However, I agree with you. I think there's this problem, well, two things. I think people get excited when it's like, oh, the protagonist is bad because they're complex. They're only complex if you show them doing bad things. If you mm. have a bad guy as your protagonist and all they do are good things, then they're a good guy. So it's actually not that interesting to have a bad guy as the protagonist, right? Secondly, can, I, can I jump in there? Sorry, just quickly. Oh, go for it. People always talk about this, well, not so much these days, but they talk about how Wolverine was mm-hmm. an anti-hero. And, like, I thought about mm-hmm. that watching his films, the X-Men movies. I'm like, he does everything heroic. He doesn't do one thing that's anti-heroic apart from be a bit of a dick. Are they saying that because he didn't want to join them in the beginning and he was sort of reticent to become... I guess so. I guess that where so. it's coming from? But I'm with you, right? Antihero is someone who often does bad things for the sake of good, right? Mm-hmm. So if... if and you know, he, I guess he kills Jean Grey in one of those movies and that's kind of... But he's sacrificing her because she's evil and whatever. But this idea that your yeah, antihero is someone who's like, does good things all the time, 100% of the time he does the right thing, but he has an attitude... That doesn't really speak anti-hero to me. That just is like some guy who's a hero who's a bit of a dick sometimes. Yeah. So I'm with you. This guy, idea of Loki being a villain in this film and in this series, at least, not really. Hey, not, not really. He doesn't do anything villainous. I think also there's an issue because I think you see this a lot with the Disney live actions mm. in that they like taking sort of a two-dimensional villain who is bad for the sake of being bad hmm. and digging into their backstory and figuring out why they're bad. And I don't think this always works because the original character is literally just set up to be in opposition to the heroes, right? Hmm. And so I don't think there seems to be a trend in art forms these days of wanting complex villains who do things for good reasons or interesting reasons and it's not enough this is sort of I guess what what it's pitched as it's not enough just to have a guy be bad because he's bad Hmm. but in these really I don't know whether it's because it 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 derives from comic books or it's um the Disney films are marketed towards children we don't always need a complex villain I don't think I think it's enough sometimes to have someone like, yeah, their reasons have to be grounded in reality of why they're doing the thing that they're doing. Mm. But in terms of like, I don't know, why can't we just have someone who's bad? Why do they all have to be redeemable? Yeah, that's totally true. People have really taken on that idea of um, every villain's a hero in his own story. Yes. I saw a tweet about this once. He said, people think that means actually every villain has to have a point, has to be right. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes people are just bad in the sake of being bad. And I guess I mean, Thanos is pretty bad for the sake of being bad. He had his twisted logic, but he did it in the worst way possible. So that, I think he worked in that sense. Yeah. But you're right. And he had his family. I guess he had his daughter, and but even then he was creepy to her and stuff. But I, I'm seeing what you're saying here for sure. It's like, would it have been fun, more fun, to have Loki be a bad guy in this series? I think it would have been fun. I think it would have yeah. been good. yeah. Okay, so Loki is joined by Sylvie. 
Yes. Also Loki, apparently. Yes. Although some people don't think so, but um, I think she probably is. I don't know. Probably what? Oh, some people. Oh, sorry. She, she obviously, is, sorry. During the the show, as it was being released week to week, apparently there's a character in the comics called Enchantress, who has shares some of the qualities that Sylvie seems to possess, like enchanting people, for example. Mm. And she was from from Asgard or whatever. And so maybe there was some twist, like maybe she wasn't actually going to be a Loki variant. She was going to be actually someone else altogether. But we did see her be a kid, didn't we, on Asgard being taken away eventually yeah. in the series. So she obviously is the female Loki. Um, but even then, she could have the elements of the Enchantress, I suppose, perhaps take on that mantle or something in the future. Mm-hmm. Did you like her as a character? Um, I didn't latch onto her the same way that the Twitterverse has latched onto her. Fair enough. Like, she was fine, sure. They're like, oh, my God, she's such a badass. Like, I mean, is she there or is she just a female character? <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked her. I thought she was, she was fun and she seemed to match Tom Hiddleston pretty well. For I don't think she's had a, a fair career already, but hasn't had a huge breakout role like this before. So that was good. And, and she did the quiet moments well. But I didn't buy their chemistry. And also, yeah, kissing felt, yourself. It felt a bit forced, didn't it? Uh, I just, yeah. Are you saying you wouldn't kiss yourself when you meet all your variants? No. You wouldn't have a big kiss, kiss-a-thon? No. It's weird. Smoocheroony together. It's gross. Yeah. I, I have so <laughs> many thoughts and I have questions. Right. I'll start off with a positive thing. Okay. Owen Wilson. Correct. In a Marvel property. Yeah. Loved him. Yeah. I, I was with you. I was a bit surprised about that choice when I heard about it and even going into the first episode when he turns up you're like oh mm-hmm. is this going to work his whole vibe with Marvel yes it does it really <laughs> so- does and jet ski thing mm-hmm. I'm here for it even and though he-, he says Loki's name weird he goes Loki <laughs> Loki that's low yeah like really does that low just low really, yeah really enunciates that I agree I think the thing I thought about his vibe not gelling potentially with the Marvel Universe. Maybe in this this series in particular, it works really well. Little timey wimey stuff. Maybe not so much on the movies, but probably. Mm-hmm. But his sort of his laid back attitude, um, not taking things so seriously, a little bit detached from, yeah, taking things seriously. It worked really well. He seemed like he he was having fun with it all, and he could tell he was there doing a Marvel show, but in a fun way. You know, not. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Getting out there, like just. I think it was a he, nice presence to have in this He year. and Tom Hiddleston had really great chemistry together. I think they played really well off each other and I was really, that's what kept me engaged with this show, I think. Are you saying they should have kissed? No, I'm saying that <laughs> there was, they worked really well together. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I, you know, you know me, Sine, I probably wouldn't have minded more of them just doing case of the week sort of stuff. Okay, so I don't know how to say this without sounding pretentious. Okay, so I'm just going to say it. Don't say it in French then, go on. <laughs> in... Do you know who speaks <clears throat> French? Who speaks French, Lonnie? No one, no one does. Okay, good. No one has ever spoken French before. So in my writing workshop class at RMIT this semester, mm-hmm. we were talking a lot about um, perspective and point of view, mm. whether you write a story from the third person, first person, whatever. And we've found that often the first draft of writing out a story is actually you just telling yourself the story. 
like figuring it out sort of in your head. And then the aim is to look at what you've written and then go, oh, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Oh, but this bit here, that's a really good, good nugget. And that's actually what I need to be focusing on in this story. That's what I should be writing about. Not all this other stuff over here. I feel like they missed that step in this show because for me, the good bit here was the sort of case of the week, TVA, Loki's here to help us find different variants. Mm. That was the mm. most interesting thing about the show, right? I mean, that's been good. And every week they find one. This week he's a cowboy Loki and this week he's well, I, That's what I thought we were week. doing. Yeah, that's honestly cool. what I thought we were doing in the beginning. Then it made me feel like I missed an episode between episode one and two because he never got... It's like, oh, Loki's here to help us find variants. It's like, sorry, when was that ever established? Mm. You just skipped to that because it was convenient for you. But then, like, we only just find out about the TVA before we're told that they're bad. Mm. We don't even get to sit in there at all. And having, like, episode of the week sort of stuff, you could sit within the TVA. That was great. That sort of, like, stylistic sort Mm -hmm. of stuff was so interesting. That's what compelled me to keep watching because I wanted more of that. I didn't care that they were on this, like, no-nonsense void trying to find a dust cloud. Like, who cares? The interesting stuff was having... Loki be almost a police informant essentially to help them find other variants it would suit his personality because he thinks he's the best variant so he wants to get rid of all the others so there's his motivation done that's that's the interesting bit why didn't you give me that I think that's that's a great concept for a show you've given us this and it's a shame they didn't do that you're right so from episode one to the end of episode two, you have that sort of element being set up. But mm-hmm. then, then they launch straight into chasing after Sylvie, the female Loki's doing all the bad stuff. Exactly. Away, have have her come at the end of the season mm. and all of a sudden he's met his match and he can't, you know, mm. out-clever her. She's the one variant that he can't out-clever or something. Yeah. You know, which sets you up for a great season two. I just... Is, I feel like this is such a missed opportunity to do more of that stuff, which was different and interesting yeah. in the same way that the WandaVision sort of TV show stuff was different and interesting. Yeah, because I, I love all that sort of um, retro future element. Yeah, it it's so like cool. we are running a the agency. We're outside of time and space, but we organize time and space. We're a bureaucracy. We're in charge of it all. And we have all this unlimited power, magic, basically, but also we, we spend our time filling out forms and yeah. having meetings in an office room. Like that was kind of, yeah, interesting way for that door to be set up and explored. Uh, so are you, are you saying maybe that when it became an adventure, you didn't like it as much? Is that potentially no, what's happened here? different adventures within yeah. the, the episodes are fine. I'm saying... Yeah, they gave uh, themselves over to the overwhelming adventure to, because we have to set up things for other Marvel movies. Yes. Very much, quick, so quickly. People, I, I was following along, you know, all the commentary when it was all being released. What do you think of the episode where they're stuck on a planet and they go on the, the train and they almost get killed at the end? People like, this is like Doctor Who light. <laughs> it was a bit, actually. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of it. Hmm. Um, I didn't like that episode to me because it felt like a diversion from what we were doing. It's like, oh, we're hiding in apocalypses, but we're only really going to show you one. Yeah. We're only going to spend time with one. Yeah, I... I think maybe I've just realized that's that's something you realized something. So I said thank you. But I said that like watching it week to week was a bit stranger. 
I think because that episode especially felt like they were spinning wheels because they mm-hmm. have six weeks to fill. Yeah. But if you're watching and binging it, you could just like you watch that one alongside another episode and it's still moving forward. But that one kind of felt like, yeah, this is one we're just chatting and quote unquote fall in love with ourselves, you know. So mm. um yeah, I I think if you really hear the nail on the head this, eh? And so good. And then and they have to go because they got time all time and space to go. This mm-hmm. week at Loki's in medieval europe or something that would have been fun trying to hunt for the variant like yeah i just thought that's what we were doing and then when we weren't Mm. i was like why are we doing this other weird thing yeah and you're right they've set up the tva which we all kind of suspected was dodgy from the get-go and then it's like oh yeah they are dodgy but exactly like immediately let us sit in that for a bit let us put two and two together let us find different things let let tom hiddleston's loki be a bit confused why things are just not quite right and then yeah. maybe he investigates why and then you know that's so true like you like the chemistry between the two with well Nelson and loki mm. as their names are um but it would have been nice maybe for that to be established like from in this series yeah. Nelson likes him from the get-go yeah maybe if they had an episode or two together going on adventures together and then they start to appreciate each other and maybe on Nelson realizes maybe there's something different but this loki he's not quite yeah. as bad as I thought he would be and then on and Loki himself is like I can't believe I'm making a friend I've never made a friend before yeah and Loki's that, like proving happen. himself as well as, yeah you know. that'll happen but it kind of was a bit of slapdash with being told now Loki's got friends mm. I yeah, think I, yeah, I agree Go on. I'm just gonna say say it quickly because it's my complaint well my complaint with Black Widow as well mm-hmm. this show is 10 years too late really mm-hmm. outdated do people really care about Loki now that we've had 17 other villains since Loki mm. who are bigger and badder than he is. Yes, well, I think they do because there's a weird like Tumblr relationship with Loki, today, which I agree. <laughs> but I think this this type of show would have been much better received back in the day when we were hot off Loki being the big bad and mm-hmm. wanted more of him. Yeah. It's over. He's, <laughs> he died, okay? It's done. Well, it is over. <laughs> well, it is. Yeah, fair enough. Like, um, is this what we're doing? We're going to go back in time and give Gamora her own TV show yeah. and then, like, yeah. just move on. It, it is funny because there has been a, a long-standing love and appreciation of Loki. And because I think Tom Middleton seems like a nice guy, people keep all that going. But in ten, if in 10 years' time we have another a sequel series on Thanos, people would be like, wasn't that over? Like, we had him. That was him 10 years ago. I yeah. totally agree. Loki's a different killer fish because of all that. The Tom Hilson of it all and the fact that he dated Taylor Swift and all that, like, he's a... We can't um, divorce Loki no, character from Taylor Tom Hilson. No way. That yeah, was yeah. surely all a PR stunt, but anyway. Well, they wore T-shirts of each other's names, so... so. Pretty serious, if you ask me. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, um... I'm with you. It does feel a bit late. And you're right. If this was made after Avengers where he like, didn't he do like 10 times the damage of 9-11 in New York? Yeah. Like he's a bad person. And then it's like, oh no, he doesn't, he doesn't like killing people. He just does it. Well, to prove himself to his. Wow. That's a better reason. Definitely. Good job, guys. And now he's, and it's not quite the same, right? Because he was always like this, but. It's like in 2012, he's the new Hitler. In 2021, he's like on Tumblr and 
people are writing about fan fiction about him, much I love him, and he's getting fan edits with him and Sylvie on YouTube of them the soft music over him. Like it's not quite the same because he's always had that sort of weird element to him as a character, but mm. elements of that certainly exist. Oh yeah, one thing I'll talk about. So I should be getting to some of the plot questions you might have, but the whole idea at the beginning of this show is that things can happen. You can play with time, but as long as it was meant to happen, it's okay. But as soon as something happens that isn't meant to happen, you TBA turn up and prune you, right? So that's the idea, right? That, that makes sense in all the episodes. Mm-hmm. As was pointed out in the pitch meeting video for this, which is what I think is film criticism, is YouTube videos. But the idea that Loki got captured here because he picked up the the time stone, right? And then all the whatever, the Tesseract. And that wasn't meant to happen because of whatever reason, right? Because of those who deem these things deemed that that wasn't meant to happen in this timeline. Mm-hmm. But the Avengers running around causing trouble with time was okay because that was meant to happen, right? Yeah. Here's my point and the point that they made in Pitch Meeting. Some of the things that the Avengers did was based on Loki picking up the Tesseract when he wasn't supposed to. Remember this? Because oh, I get what you're going with this. So if that wasn't meant to happen, surely the stuff the Avengers did afterwards wasn't meant to happen either. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I know I know what you mean. Well, it doesn't make sense, does it, really? Well, no, it. but yeah, yes, yeah. I get you, it. You get the point. And, like, it doesn't matter. You move so, on. It doesn't matter. But, like, <laughs> also, it does matter because that does make sense. So I, I, I've, I've gone as long as I can without asking plot questions. Okay, go on. Okay, so Loki picks up the Tesseract at the end of Avengers 1. Yes. But he didn't do that in the original version. He didn't pick up the Tesseract? I think... Didn't they need to go back and make sure that he picked it up? No, what they were going to do was going to steal that because they need to get all of the, the stones. stones in yeah. the future. Yeah. So the idea was we could steal the stone from 2012 or yeah. from when the Avengers came out as long as then we went and put it back and so it was never, like it was never gone. But in the middle of all that, Loki stole one of them. And so they had to go back even further. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay. So we see it. We see Ant-Man kicking the case over to him. Mm. So he wasn't supposed to be kicking the case to Loki? I think it's like there's a main universe where that never happened. They never went back in time, right? And then they had to go back in time later. And that was okay because as long as they put it back, that timeline was going to reset itself. I think like it never happened, them going back, basically. But then they didn't do it properly because obviously they did go back because that's the impetus for this whole movie. Yeah. I think all that stuff doesn't quite make sense until you get to the very end, spoilers for the end of Loki, where Kang is there and he has been manufacturing everything in Loki's life over the last little bit at least to bring him to the Citadel with Loki and Sylvie and Kang offers him the chance to be the ruler of time. So I think pretty much everything that doesn't make sense, you can maybe hand wave with being like, oh, that's okay. Kang was okay with it. So it's all right. Well, I'm not okay with it. <laughs> okay. Does that count for nothing? <laughs> oh, oh, Kang's okay with it. Great. What about me? I need some more information. What I mean is I think Kang is the person who is in charge of whether things happen or not. He's the one who decides if the, if the thing is meant to happen oh, or this not. This just feels so cheap though, doesn't it? <laughs> 
it's just one guy's discretion of whether or not things happen. Mm. So all of our logic and like planning all this stuff out and trying to remember where they went back in time and stuff, that was all for nothing. Cause you can tell me that, Oh, good job for paying attention to all that stuff. We're not going to use it at all. We're just going to say, Oh, it's this guy who decided like what a deus ex machina. Mm. Well, potentially, but I think all that stuff matters in that movie though, in Avengers Endgame where they go back in time and everything. <sighs> I think they wanted Loki to have his own TV show, but they'd already killed him. And so they had to think up some way for this to happen. Yes, that's very clear. I'm just saying logically it doesn't make sense. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, but I think if the Avengers were meant to do all that stuff, that's okay because it aligns with the timeline that Kang created. But Loki being pulled out of the timeline. All the things the good people do was meant to happen and all the things the bad people do wasn't. Well, Wouldn't it have been more interesting if one of the bad things had to happen mm. and it was like the heroes wrestling with that? Like Loki has to blow up an entire planet. All those people are going to die. But in order for the greater good, utilitarian sort of ethics, he mm. has to do that. Isn't that more interesting? Well, that's the thing. That's that episode of um, of Doctor Who where he's at Pompeii and mm-hmm. Donna's trying to, to get him to. let it happen. Yeah, which they kind of reference that almost in this, this series, aren't they, Pompeii? Yeah. But yeah, and then and she's like, "Why do you decide who what happens or what doesn't yeah. happen?" And that is kind of a, a th- similar theme here going on. Who can decide what is if you have time travel? Well, that opens up a whole can of worms. Which yeah, okay. Kang has been trying to control. It seems. So let's talk about Kang then, because we've already mentioned him. Can so you, only if you say Kang's name the way you say Gang when you see more than two children outside. Kang, Kang. <laughs> Kang alert, Kang alert. Is that what you're after? So that's what Sine says if she sees a few children out and about. It's not a few children. It's if they're youths who are walking down the street together and you know they're in a gang and you yell at gang. Not to them, obviously. You say <laughs> like, it with whoever you're with. You don't want to scare them. Away, the scare them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They'll catch you. The, the crypts probably. Or the... Okay, so Go on. that episode was the longest one I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> Why was it just him talking in a room? It's so boring. Okay, so he knows everything that's ever going to happen ever. Yeah, I guess so, hey. Is that correct? Yeah, I suppose. Because... Up to a certain point when they, they what, wait, what was the point that made him start Up until to the know? point where, where they can decide whether to kill him or to take over from him as. Convenient that he didn't know, but sure. 
Well, I um, thought that was his choice, though. He was like, I'm bored of this. I've been doing this for millennia upon a millennia. So, Really? I thought he, he just couldn't see it. And then I was confused why he wasn't no. having a complete mental breakdown. I can't remember. Okay. I, I, th- I thought it was him choosing. He was like, I've had enough of being the one good Kang who keeps everything in order. So I'm going to give you guys the chance to be in charge or you can kill me and the universe all the timelines will blow up and you know whatever happens happens okay again so, why make that why, why are they doing it unclear go on so they're trying to decide whether or not to kill him yeah. loki loki says we can't kill him because then a million kangs will appear and we have to fight them gang gang late lady loki hmm. says now nah, we're going to kill him because he's behind all the TVA stuff and he hurt me as a child. Hmm. And then she, she trick kisses Loki, sends him back in a portal. Yep. And then she seemingly kills Kang. Hmm. She killed him. And then, but Owen Wilson doesn't know who Loki is anymore because we're in an alternate universe now. Yes. So I think Sylvie's idea there was, well, why does one guy get to be in charge of all time and space or all timelines at least? And he's he's done such trauma to me, I'm going to kill him and then come what may. Even though it's going to probably cause even more trauma for everyone in the whole... I feel like you didn't plan that one out, Sylvie, but sure. No, yeah, exactly. So the ending then, Mm. was the statue of Kang always there? And he just no. saw it, notice it now? No, it wasn't there previously, but supposedly we're in a society or at a timeline, or like he's been put back in a timeline where Kang is a is a ruler. Because in this, this universe, he invented the timekeepers as the people who were in mm-hmm. charge and he was hiding in the shadows, kind of invisibly guiding things. But in that universe, or maybe time has changed, Loki is the only one who can remember. Kang is like a ruler of time, I suppose, is the idea. He's actually Kang the Conqueror, as he's sometimes called. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, more questions for you. Yeah. Why do the Lokis need to run at all? They can phase mm. in behind each other without running. Why are they mm. running? It's true. Ever? It's true. Loki does have magical powers for whatever he needs in that moment. Sometimes he gets them. But they can they can teleport. Mm. Why are they running and dodging out of the way of rubble and stuff when the planet's collapsing when they can just literally like teleport to the next place? It's true. Why did Sylvie and the lady who was the head of the soldiers need to have their conversation in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> There's a building right there. Can we just go into the building and talk yeah. about this? Mm-hmm. Why do we need to be rained on? Do you have an answer for me? <laughs> I don't know about that one. Well, it's more dramatic in the rain, obviously. So, okay, she was, she was cool though. She was cool. The enchantment stuff. Mm. I could have sworn that Loki could do that as well. That that was one of his powers. I because think. Do you remember yeah. in Asgard where he's pretending to be Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Where they have the Matt Damon like little cameo yeah, yeah. bit. Isn't the whole thing that he's enchanting them? Yeah, and he's he's presenting as his dad rather than. And then the yeah. Hopkins rather than that. Yeah, I don't think he can control his minds though without a scepter. But he's such 
people on the head before and made them think of things. Yeah, I think that was just with the scepter, though. I don't know if no, you could do it just with these fingers. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. okay, Thor Ragnarok, where they're in the prison. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes into Thor's mind, doesn't he? Because he's bored. He's mm. locked in the prison cage and he's bored, and so he plays messes with people's minds for fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have a scepter on him then. Well, maybe he, he can do that stuff, but he didn't ever explore his powers as much as Sylvie oh, has. Oh, God. What a weak, <laughs> like, thing. No, I, I didn't, yeah, I'm just saying maybe that's an idea. She unlocks his powers, though, because they, they work together and they control the big yeah, dust monster. No. Um, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant. He's the happiest man ever to be in a film. I love him so much. Oh, my God. When he appeared, I missed that um post credit scene this is mean okay i watched the first two episodes all the way to the, to the end of the credits to check that there wasn't a scene and there wasn't and then all of a sudden they throw a random post credits in like episode three when i didn't check the one time i didn't check they should tell us shouldn't they it, like we all know by this point that they're going to be there can you just let us know if there's not like be mm. easier anyway oh richard he's so great i'm not sure i liked the void stuff because it was like oh he's dead it's like he's not dead there's a void mm. where everyone goes who dies why isn't it fuller why is it just full of loki's yeah. and i was like is it a void specific to loki's well no because owen wilson got there yeah yeah i thought it was just gonna be loki void that would have been interesting like it's heaven almost for loki's or whatever limbo or whatever yeah but everyone's there yeah it didn't make sense to me but then not everyone because the pe- the sailors on the ship just died they died in the void mm. how do you die in the void this doesn't make sense and also like if you've got loki there who's so much trouble just like shoot him in the head like honestly don't put him somewhere where he can potentially use his magic to come back it's so weird yeah. like keep him in the time prison yeah with, when he's <sighs> getting punched repeatedly or kicked in the nuts repeatedly or literally just drop his head off like you're, you're evil you can do that if you wanted to yeah but no, but you're Disney Plus, I suppose, so you can't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked all the love Loki's. I liked the alligator Loki. That was fun. Why was there an alligator Loki? Because it was fun today. Why? Did you see Throg? Why were there no other animals? There was. Throg was stuck there. Who's Throg? Have a think about it. What do you think Throg is? Oh, was it a Thor frog? <laughs> it is. Sorry. He's got a little Sorry. tiny ant in there. Excuse me. There's a Thor frog. Named Throg, yes. Why are we all acting like this is normal? <laughs> what is happening? Am I going insane? There is a frog who is Thor. Yeah. How does he hold the hammer? Your little hand. When what? I, I totally missed this. Is he an actual character? No, when they're on the planet, I think when they're actually um, in the bunker with all the other Loki's yeah. and the pans, like, comes down i saw the big moon here in the soil yeah i think you think there's a throg stuck in a uh like a jug like a jug jar a throg in a jug yeah right and he's flying around you can't get out jesus christ hmm. okay um the point where we have several different loki seems like a good point to raise the acting in the film okay. um very b grade some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Like from who? Everybody. The other <laughs> the other Lokis, terrible. Hmm. Lady Loki, 
didn't really get her, except she was being like, oh, I'm a sexy villain. Tom Hiddleston, there is a point at the void. Do you know how in old sitcoms, like the ones in WandaVision, yeah. when something goes wrong and then it's like, oh, Wanda, and then the music goes, do, 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 and like zooms, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Do you know yeah. exactly what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, Please yeah. tell me exactly what I mean. Okay. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston in the episode where they're on the void, and I'm pretty sure it's when Sylvie comes back, it's a mid shot of him, and he goes, oh boy, and puts his hands like on his hips and puts his head to the side and shakes his head in the most obvious thing. He doesn't even want to be there. Why are we making this show when he very clearly does not want to even be in it? It's the worst piece of acting I've ever seen. It's the worst direction. It's horrible. I'm going to turn the camera on on Zoom so I can reenact it for you. Okay. Hello. Hi. Can you see me? I can see you. He goes like, oh, <laughs> like that, like so obviously with the hands. Yeah. Why? Why did he do that? <laughs> Tell me. Answer my question. I don't know. I wish the listeners could have seen you just then today. Why it was... was the acting so bad? Oh, I'm not sure I agree with you there, but it's a good question. Excuse me. You saw that scene. You saw that acting choice. I, I saw you do it just now. You didn't see it in the in the show? I don't remember it. I watched it two weeks ago. <laughs> I'll have to rewatch it. It's just like the whole thing felt very B grade. Mm. Like we're just running in front of the green screen. Really? That felt very Doctor Who. The bad CGI robots that are like Daleks who are the Time Lords. Oh, we're out of Time Lords. And they're in little costumes and they look like 80s sci-fi villains where they like actually did practical effects it was so bad it was really bad one acting choices the acting choices i might comment on uh mr kang at the end Mm -hmm. where he has his whole monologue for like half the episode monologuing again yeah um people like oh he's so unpredictable and whatever did you think he was just kind of like Saying something's big and then coming down and being a little bit like this and then going a little bit crazy over here. Like, yes. it just didn't feel like he was, like he's playing a madman just by doing funny voices and unpredictable stuff rather than having a consistent sort of approach to the characters. Because that's the thing about villains in these films. They want mm. them to be like, aha, you've made it to the end of the show. This is, we're really meta and like, mm. I'm fun. I'm a fun villain and oh, you don't know what I'm going to do next. One minute I'm sad, one minute I'm happy, one minute I'm cranky about and I'm, I'm going to laugh at you anyway and you're going to try and kill me, but I'm going to like be better and wink at you. Yeah. Cool. So it's like mental illness. Well. It's, it's bipolar disorder or schizophrenia is what you're making your villains have. That's cool. I, I feel like that works for Heath Ledger's Joker because that's his character. Yes. yes. doesn't work every other character, does it? Exactly. doesn't work for Lex Luthor. In Why do people see things from everything and they're like, we'll do that too? Like the humor mm. thing that everyone's doing similar to Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. or the, the yeah, split personality thing that everyone's doing. Why? Why? And think about, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker. Obviously there's, there's an unhinged element to him, but I think for a lot of that stuff, he's very calculating in his mm-hmm. craziness. Like when, he, when he's going to the meeting of the guys and he you know, puts the pencil through the guy's nose or whatever, he's acting there. He's putting on a character as the Joker, I think, to all the stunts he's doing. I don't think he's just crazy for the sake of being crazy, which some of these other villains 
since then have Isn't kind that of the whole been... point of the Joker is they like try to write him off of oh you're just a madman and mm. he's like am I and he reveals his really complex plan that yeah and he's got a plan know, for everything that's the whole thing right like mm-hmm. I don't know I just I I was expecting higher quality for a Marvel mm. TV show to be honest mm. they probably made this with billions of dollars and you give me green screens and bad robots I don't mind the robots, but yeah, I see where you come from. Um, I saw some criticism of that, you know, the scene where they're running to try and get on the spaceship to escape the apocalypse there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's one of these amazing um, long take scenes, you know? Yes. Yeah. But like, it just felt so manufactured in the sense of it's like, all right, run here, get this mark, oh, look over you there. Adjust, and yeah. then it's like, look over your shoulder because we haven't seen your face for a bit. So just look behind mm-hmm. you and then... You're, we're going to pan around to the front and then the explosion is going to go off perfectly when we stop the camera and then you're going to flinch and then you're going to run to the right. Like I could see all the mechanics of that. Mm-hmm. It was like awful. And I, I didn't mind it, but I, I totally, when that I saw that that criticism, I was like, oh yeah, that that is quite fair, fair comment. Um, it, it just also the other thing I don't like with that, like it's obviously in a set, you know. That's what it's I mean. Great. It's like, like soundscape sort of stuff. When True Detective did that, they were out on a real location and they mm-hmm. had to jump the fence and they had like the running through buildings and stuff. Remember that scene that was yeah, to be kind of, yeah, hey, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like in more effort rather than just being, you know, set where you control every element of this yeah. universe. Just didn't ring true or believable. Mm. I, I never once felt like I was watching a show really. I felt like, okay, mm. Tom Hiddleston's playing a character and we'll just mm. watch this, I guess. One thing I want to say, one thing I did like, Back onto some, you know, back on the nice part of the sandwich where we have um, um, good criticism. I really liked in the first episode, especially where he's watching the video of his um, exploits and how he's eventually mm-hmm. going to die. And he's the villain realizing that's his part in the story of life is to be the villain yeah. who gets defeated. I thought that was a really interesting idea, which I didn't really engage with ever again after that point. But this idea that he he very much thinks he's the hero of his journey and yeah. all his setbacks are just you know eventually he's going to be on top of the mountain but he I watches it, over and over and over and he's like oh wow my job is to get defeated and, and and thor's job is to defeat me and be impressive and i'm i'm the one who's supposed to be on the ground with blood in my mouth and be defeated every time it's that classic sort of narcissist realization where you realize oh the world doesn't revolve around you mm. you're actually yeah. not anything to do with the main story or anything yeah yeah i, I thought that was an interesting idea i agree to i wanted more of that <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then what is it five or so later he's just like i love you sylvie let's be let's have babies together because we love each other oh, <laughs> because we're friends weak it's just weak yeah it's not i'm, I'm being silly there. it's not that bad but it's no potentially it's that bad okay <laughs> okay we're gonna talk about some of the implications for the wider marvel universe this stuff is interesting to me in, in, on one level because it is like, you know, it's cool. There's something having one one show can impact other movies and that's kind of a cool way to look at, you know, transmedia franchises and storytelling on a, of a wider scale. On the other hand, though, I've seen some people talk about the ending as this was good because it sets up other stuff, which I know is coming. I'm recognising that Kang is this character and then it's interesting because the multiverse will open up like, that's cool and exciting on one level, but also doesn't mean it's a good episode of TV just because things are happening like that. You know what well, I mean? Like, similar to 
what you said about Space Jam, the new Space Jam, mm. isn't it just name recognition then? A little bit, yeah. It's, and, oh, I recognise this guy from this other thing that I like. Yeah, and I recognise, like, oh, the narrative implications is like, mm. well, we know Spider-Man is coming back with all the other Spider-Mans from the previous movies, and this is probably going to be playing into that somehow. But, like, just because you're excited about that, I don't think that gives you gives the whole movie or the whole TV show in this sense a free pass for anything. Just because it's cool in that sense doesn't mean it's cool in every other sense as a episode TV. And I think I said to you after you watched it, it's like the whole second half of that final episode was just like, hey, come back next time because next season is going to be really, really cool. What about this season? What about <sighs> ending this episode on a, a satisfying climax where we... The, the elements that you've set up previously get resolved and then hinted at the future. Like, no, nothing gets resolved. It's all about a trailer for the next upcoming Marvel shows, basically. Anyway, yeah, that said, that said, Sine, um, this, we do seem to think that multiverse stuff is happening because there's the multiverse of madness coming up, Doctor Strange, the Spider-Mans, as I've said, are all coming back, even though they won't say it yet, but they're all coming back, supposedly. Uh, WandaVision... Yeah, at the end of that, where she hears her kids cry out, mm-hmm. maybe that's because the multiverse is broken up, and she's like going to get them from a different universe where they didn't, where they weren't mm-hmm. figments of the imagination. Kang himself has already been cast, the same guy, and he's appearing in Ant Man coming up, the whatever it's called, Quantumania or something. Why is there another Ant Man? <laughs> is there really another Ant Man coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? What they've had two chances and they stuffed up both of them to make a good film. Why are we giving them a third? I don't know. Well, and Kang's the big bad guy in that film, oh, which is weird God. to me because Ant Man. You know, like why is he doing Ant Man stuff? Why is he fighting the next Thanos? But you know, whatever. Um, so I guess the idea of this was that we had one okay Kang, who was the one in this universe who was holding things together, and even if you agree that that's bad, that he was controlling all of time like he was at least he was holding things together he's dead now and so all the other evil kangs can come so theoretically we might be fighting kang all the time because you kill one there's only more to come around what do you, what do you think about that as a story device coming up i mean i don't know don't care <laughs> you'll, you'll see really. when it happens yeah yeah i just <laughs> yeah as i said it's kind of cool to think about, but just because this whole show hinted at something else coming up, I don't think that really means anything at all. Mm. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, Sine, we haven't talked about Renslayer. What do you think of her? Who? Owen Wilson's boss. Oh, yeah, she was all right. Yeah, she was from Doctor Who originally as well. She's I was a bit confused. Did she know? Because she seemed surprised that the timekeepers weren't timekeepers, mm. right? Mm. But she had the pen. Mm. So how'd she get the pen if yeah. she didn't know that about the variance thing? Well, supposedly she and Kang are sometimes boyfriend-girlfriend in comics. So it's hard right. to know whether she, like, and she might be in on it, but also maybe she had her, her mind wiped at one point or maybe but she did seem surprised, didn't she? And then they, they found the old version of her at the school. So like, But then all the stuff with her and Sylvie was fake, though. She was being fake because she was waiting mm. for the guards to come in. Mm. I don't know. Again, Kang said this could happen, so that's why it happened. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Literally. 
what do you think it's an eight you've, you've I've, I've, i lost you here a bit i think you've, uh, I'm, you've I'm, petered out yeah i'm i'm i think i'm disengaging from marvel really i think every everything i see now is pushing me further and further away from the franchise because yeah i feel like it ended so well with endgame and I'm just not really interested in revisiting all these things because at the end of the day, they don't affect anything. Mm. We know the ending. And does that mean every film we get from now on is going to be prequels? I don't know. I hope not. I hope we would look into wider elements of the universe, but who mm. knows? We say this now, Sine, but will you come back for The Eternals with, uh, directed by Chloe Zhang later in the year? I mean, because I like Chloe Zhang, yes. Because Kamal's in it, yes. Yeah. Angelina. I'll give it a go, but I just I don't have high hopes for it. Shang Chi looks pretty good too. Mm. With um, your mate from is he from from Kim's Convenience? He is from Kim's Convenience. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Maybe we should move forward rather than back. Yeah. Or end, and then maybe have like five years break and then come back with more Marvel stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Potentially. Okay. What are you going to rate it? Out of five stars. Bloody hell. I'm going to give it a good three stars. I, I'm with you. I really liked the first couple episodes, but then the adventure stuff sort of got in the way of, a, of what could have been a good show. And I really like your idea of them just individually, case by the case, well, by I, case finding other Lokis. I thought that's what we were doing. That would have been good. It would have been so good. Um, I loved seeing all that setting stuff because i'm i'm writing a story at the moment <laughs> for mm. uni that it is in a retro futuristic setting and it's been really hard to explain to people what that looks like so oh, i'm glad cool. i have loki now to be like yeah that's sort of what i'm aiming for cool. um listen i'm probably only two and a half two and I think. a half i just there were some good bits the stuff with the tva was really good owen wilson mm. was really good but the mm. acting and the green screen and the sort of logic questions just don't all add up for me. Fair enough. And I thought I was being told a lot to care about these characters rather than actually showing me why I should care about them. Hmm. I felt like I was being told that Sylvie was cool rather than actually being like, oh, she's kind of cool, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a fundamental betrayal of Loki's character because I don't care enough to <laughs> care about that. <laughs> But it was just weird to me being like, by the yeah. end of it, I'm like, oh, okay, Loki's our new heartthrob, is he? And he's not bad anymore. Well, this is the thing. If you humanise every villain, then you mm. don't have any villains. No. And then your story is boring, full of people who are all doing the right thing. Yeah. And he's not Loki. If he was a bit of different Loki, maybe he'd been a good Loki from the beginning and he's yeah ended up in this universe. And he's like, oh my God, I really, I thought I was good because I'm a good guy, but every other Loki in the world is bad. Maybe that could have been an interesting story. Yeah. Anyway, we think we've, we've covered it. You get, okay. you get what we mean, don't you, everybody? Okay, well, that's been Loki. Sine and I were on Twitter. We're on, I, like you, Pod, I believe we are on Twitter. Get in touch with us, please. Rating review, tell a friend. Anything else I should do, Sine? Explain to me some of the questions I had. Okay. Maybe. If you want to get in touch with Sine and explain Loki to her, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for listening. We always appreciate when our listeners listen. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, that's it. What do you? What, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> what's wrong? Did I not mention someone by name that you're wondering? No. <laughs> 
Bye, everyone. She's the one who speaks French. Thank you before. Oh, I didn't say her name, Rose. Okay. didn't say her name. Emily Paris, there we go. Oh, God. Okay. 